Boom. All right. We are live. Uh, and by live, I mean recording. Uh, so what's up, everybody? I am Mr. Gimpy. And over here, we got Chipped Monk. How's it going, brother? It's going great, bro. All right. And, and us to make the combo wombo. So you'll be hearing and seeing a lot of us if you're watching on YouTube or any on your po- of your podcast fucking devices. So uh, let's just... Streaming services. Right, right. If you're watching us on OnlyFans, Pornhub, you... Uh, oh, wait. Uh, non... Thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> you can find us on Discord. You can find us around the corner. Right, right, uh, right. You can find us down the block. You can find us playing um, at uh, Best Buy on the TVs. Uh, <laughs> uh, demo TVs. Oh, uh, shit. On the radio. I'm glad you mentioned Best Buy. Did you hear, uh, I think it was like a Best Buy in, in some some southern area of the United States. They had a fucking pink eye outbreak from people trying the Oculus. The VR. So, it's always yeah. been a problem with VR, dude. You can't handle it. They had the exact so, same problem uh, when they had it at like a CES, I want to say. Oh, really? Like, just nasty people doing nasty things, and that's why we can't have nice things like Oculus. That's true. That's true. Uh, and I feel like those gaming, like VR... Uh, you can't really sell like with the commercials. Like you, have, you have to like, go and experience it yourself to understand it. So after, I'm glad you mentioned the commercials. After buying VR, I got the uh, HTC Cosmos, courtesy of a wonderful gift from my wife. Uh, I saw like after playing like something like Beat Saber so or the other uh, sponsor, our first sponsor, <laughs> sponsored by HTC. Co- yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, sponsored by your wife. Sponsored by my sponsored wife. By yeah, your she's wonderful wife. She's allowing me to sit down in the basement and record at 9 a.m. while she watches the kids. Combo Wombo, sponsored by your wonderful wife. Right. So, oh, so this is what what I noticed. So there, like around Christmas time, there was uh, Oculus commercials, right? It's yep. And underneath in small text, it says not actual gameplay, but they were doing like known VR games. So they're like playing Beat Saber or whatever. And the motions were right. But if anyone's ever played Beat Saber, like the... It wasn't it. It was just. It, it was just like, yeah, that's Beat Saber, but that's like the fucking Walgreens version of Beat Saber, you know? Right. And, and that, that's what gets to me. And honestly, before I got VR, I thought it was a pure gimmick. Yeah. And then, because yeah, like, I mean, there's been yeah. so many like VR gimmicks, right? Uh, throughout like the '90s and stuff, where like the technology wasn't there. Half Life is one of my favorite series of all time. And when they announced Alex, super fucking pumped. And then they said, VR only. I'm like, God damn it. I don't want to spend a grand on something to, to do this. We're turning it into a card game. Yep. <laughs> and, my, right, and my big thing is Global before I buy... Half-Life 3. Right. Before uh, Diablo own. Immortal or whatever. Right? You don't have phones? <laughs> uh, the, the thing for me to buy like a new console or any new uh, like gaming technology is I have to have at least two things. That I want to make it a worthwhile purchase. Yeah. 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 So Half-Life Alex was definitely one, but I needed one more thing. And then that led me to my next expensive purchase. This bad boy right here. Got the the uh, the Logitech X52. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the Logitech Logitech X52 Hotess Flight Stick. It's the Pro edition with uh deep bro that's like actual metal shit uh like a watch list now yeah i know i know so here's why motherfucking star wars squadrons 
I hear the good uh, things about it. It's so I'm a big X-wing uh, versus Tie Fighter, uh, X-wing and and uh, like th- those games, X-wing Alliance from back in the day. Loved those games. Loved space combat games. And Squadrons yeah. came out, and yeah, it supported VR Commander. tracking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to mention that. Wing Commander's great. Love them. Love them to death. That's my only reference for that world where I love yeah. uh, the Wing Commander series. Yeah. So good. And uh, so, like jumping into that, it was it was it had VR support. So I thought back to when I was a kid, and like my dad and I were playing X Wing versus Tie Fighter, and I I distinctly remember a conversation. Uh, going, wouldn't that be great if we could be like actually in the ship doing this? And my dad laughed. He likes those little kid or whatever. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> when, when, yeah, when pigs fly, you know. So, <laughs> so um, Scott just said VR support. I was like, holy shit, you could be in a fucking Tie Fighter or X Wing and look around and be in the ship. Yeah. So I mean, uh, people are doing those conversion kits for. Uh, yeah. Because like One Up had the arcade version yep. of like the old school one and people were like building out like a whole yeah, uh, yeah. thing with that just to play uh, yeah so so <laughs> right right so that was like the second killer app so I, was, I, I told my wife that and uh and then lo and behold like she goes oh yeah there's something in the mail for you it was like a fedex thing i had to sign for so i signed for it's this big ass box open it up boom htc uh vr thing and i was like Oh holy shit! So Half Life Alex Squadrons, <laughs> and uh, the first game I actually played on VR was Super Hot VR, and that game was you. You feel like John Wick, dude. You're just yeah, you can you can just like clicking. Not you are yeah. super hot in VR. Right, right, right. Uh, it's 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 so good. Um, and <laughs> so then uh, Beat Saber was really fun. Uh, Creed, the Creed boxing game. You're just fucking punching, <laughs> punching Sylvester Stallone in the in the jaw. Fantastic. Yeah um Half Life Alex is definitely my game of the year for for 2020. Uh, I can see that. Yeah. It got it got like VR game of the year from a lot of publications, and uh, I don't think it. I think because VR adoption rate is smaller than you know standard games, and I get. Yeah. But that aside, no other game has had that level of impact for me this year or in the past like like three to four years. Um, there's nothing like that world man you actually feel it feels lived in and you feel a part of that world a lot of vr games um, don't have that sense of like scale or like space correct that i've noticed Uh, but half-life alex it's like everything's like physics based you feel weight you feel like the weight of your guns you can like just push open doors and there's like a little tactile like response to it where you you lose yourself have any haptic feedback like vibration or anything yeah So you can like so, get like a little like jolt or whatever when you're doing things. You know, so yeah, so these are the Vive Vive controllers. Um, people say it's like they're like one of the more one of the worst VR controls because people prefer like the index ones because it has like finger tracking. But yeah. uh, which I mean I'll get eventually, but we'll see. Uh, so this is all like haptic. The way, like those headsets are going that they have built-in sensors for the hands now. Yeah, yeah, the um, Oculus does now. So there's like yeah. haptic here. There's vibration to the whole thing, and it looks like, like how it's, much further do you think that technology has to be pushed before like mass uh, mass adoption? Yeah, uh, I think people need to stop getting pink eye first. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think it's to the point where you can uh, do mass adoption, especially because the Oculus Quest Two is only three hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I think I was it's about there. To buy one of it's those, just, but you have to yeah. have a Facebook account to use it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's and what I was gonna say. Was like, just make a fake one for it, and I'm like, I don't. But that's the thing, that though. Stuff to sign up for Facebook, though. But like, you I don't can't. know. I do the same thing for like, uh, yeah, like Origins and like EA's thing, mm-hmm. uh, the GOG, like has like the thing with Steam. 
Like, yep. Everybody has like their own like platform now, and they're like, "Go sign up to our platform to play our game." Right. Uh, and I've always it, it took me like four years to get Steam after they launched it, just because oh, really? ethical grounds. Where I was like, "Oh, this is bullshit." Then I can only play a game like on their thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. actually own it. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I, I remember those times. Uh, nothing, and you'll be happy. <laughs> Half-Life 2 launched with it, man. I, I had to have that, you know? <laughs> like, that's... Like, uh, a, if a new Half-Life comes out, I'm getting it. Half-Life person, like... Okay. Even, like, playing the original game, where it's like, yeah, hey, it's like, yeah. To me, gotcha. at that point, I was already into, like, Unreal and uh, mm-hmm. Quake 3. Yeah, you some more of the more arena shooters and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I wanted, like, the yeah. arena shooter feeling. I was like, this is not arena shooting. This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I get that, and I still play... I still play Quake. Like I, I asked the uh, professor. Who, well, we'll probably get him on the pod at some point. I assume. Uh, I was like, "You got, you got Quake installed?" He's like, "What? No." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, just me, huh?" Like whenever I build a computer or anything for for myself, uh, the first, the first like two things I install outside of like you know supported programs, uh, Quake, Quake Live, and uh, Counter Strike are the two games I install like right away. Nice. Um, yeah, like I fell off of Counter Strike when they moved to Source as well. Like that's not old, mm, <laughs> like, yeah. The one thing I'll say about Half Life though is like that's what got me interested in making video games. Mm. Uh, because they actually had like the level editor in there. Yep, yep. Uh, Hammer and, like, editor, was, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. And like my buddy uh, had that at his house, and like his computer, I was like, "What is this?" Like I started like making levels yeah. and stuff, and I was like, "You could just change the textures. This is nuts." Yep. This is crazy. Like, you can make a game with the yep. Half-Life engine. This is insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like modding uh, Quake 3, where I'd, like, make uh, mm-hmm. characters for, like, custom characters. Did you do custom models or, or just custom skins yeah, yeah. or a little bit of both? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, full-on custom models. Like, it was hard because you actually had to know the program. Yeah. So, like, I'd use this program. It's called, like, a Milkshake 3D. Yep. I remember that well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually... Like, <laughs> you can only have a certain amount of triangles and, like... Uh, there was like a triangle point for like where the head would mount on to like the torso and like the gun because yeah. like you blow off people's heads in uh, Quake. So they had yep. like a place to disconnect and connect. Yeah, it was like three uh, vertices that it, like marked out. Yeah, would go. So and I made the like character. His name was Zero Kill uh, in Quake Three. Nice. Awesome, nice. The most nineties ass nineties thing you could do, dude. He had like a skull on his chest. Yeah. Uh, he had wings, dude. It was nuts. Yeah, that's straight. That's <laughs> straight. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, so I'm glad you mentioned that. Like uh, Unreal Tournament and Quake Three uh, Arena were the two games that I started doing, uh, pursuing three dimensional game design. Uh, the first time I tried making a game was as like eight or nine. Um, click and click and play um, was the program that came out. It was like the precursor to uh, Game Maker, uh, made by Multimedia Fusion. Or not, not made by Click Team, who who now made Multimedia Fusion, which is kind of like their current uh, program for it. Uh, so I made a few games in that, just like through the, the tutorials, like a, a match game, stuff like that. And then uh, Quake and Unreal had so many resources on back then. Like uh, I think I was on like the it wasn't AOL, it was whatever like first like DSL something. I think it was like West or AT and T or something like that. Uh, so there's so many resources online. I was like, okay, I can do this. So I got Milkshape 3D, um, tried it, yes, and 
the documentation was so poor, or maybe I was so young where I just couldn't grasp it, and I it was horrible. And uh, I kind of dropped way it. I learned it was like my buddy had a book. Remember books? I sure do. That's how I learned it. Like, there's no way you could have figured that shit out just like going in trying to. There's no good documentation at all. Like, I had to read a book and like go along with the book to like make a character. Yeah. And after I did that, I was like, now I can mod Quake. This is great. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, so I kind of like dropped 3D and just looked at it as something like in the future. And then I got more and more into uh, like 2D, like game development stuff. And then, like with Unity, when that came out, I made actually a 2D shmup, which I wish I still had the as- the assets for, or the program. It was like three computers ago. Um, it was just like one level of a horizontal shmup, kind of like Gradius, uh, yeah. that I made, and I, it was 2D as well, um, which I I was happy about, um, yeah. just because it it was there. But then um, then I I went into like the I think I was in high school at the time when Unity was a thing. And uh, it was like time plus. What's that? You kind of whispered that you're like, when, you know. No, I was just trying to think. (laughs) No, and uh, so I think like. More mysterious. Right. Spill the beans, bro. Right. No, and uh, I think that at that point in time, like I I loved playing 3D games, but I, I was like yearning for the 2d experience so that's kind of what shaped what I, like the type of games i want to make like i i really like modern games things like that but nothing like hits me in like the nostalgia feels than playing something two-dimensional so that's yeah, kind of the thing so yeah yeah so that's those that, that but yeah dude no, shape 3d the other night about uh, a 2d game that i think i'm gonna try and make yeah you, are you still gonna use unity for it or I think so. It, Unity's not great at making 2D. It's a 2D. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Pretty bad at it. Yeah. Uh, it's like it actively works against you if you try to make yep. 2D things in it. Yeah. Uh, yep. But like, it's... it was like a simple game where you play like a golfer uh, and you try and cat, like uh, go up to like a mini golf course and steal the ball. Oh, nice. Nice. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Some, some um, good shit. It's a turn-based strategy game. <laughs> <laughs> The ball moves and you have like a hex grid to try and get. Yeah. <laughs> it's dope. It's dope. Oh, um, and then the story I wanted to mention earlier before I hit record on this thing, um, I had to do with the Sega Saturn actually. Um, oh. So um, I'm surprised I'm wearing a Mortal Kombat shirt today to go with the Mortal Kombat hat. But uh, uh, my favorite like game console of all time is the Sega Dreamcast, but the one I grew up with is the Sega Genesis. So I was definitely a Sega kid growing up and uh, I skipped the Saturn. Not for anything else, but because it it retailed launched at like six hundred dollars. Yeah, it was enough. So so like my parents were like, "There's no way in hell I'm getting that." So it's not gonna happen. You gotta get a job, bro. So there are three games that I've start always wanted to play. To school, dude. Right, right. Uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga, uh, Shining Force Three, and uh, Radiant Silver Gun. Now the problem with that is like Saturn emulation has been notoriously horrible. Just because I of, figured it out at one point, and I feel yeah. kind of bad that I didn't help out the community with it. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, but <laughs> I don't remember exactly what I did, but there was yeah. two major at the time uh, emulators. Yep, and like neither one of them worked. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but but one of them had figured out uh, the graphics drivers. Yep, and the other one figured out like the hardware emulation. 
<laughs> uh, so I took the DLLs from the one and put it into the other one, and then like changed the I and I file to use like that, and then like you could go through like per game and it had like settings per game. Yeah, and then like I just like changed that and it worked perfect, dude. I swear, like Damn. it was nuts. I was like, oh, I did it, and then like I played like a bunch of uh, Dragon Force. Oh shit, uh, nice. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'm good. I played you know 100 hours of Dragon Force. I feel amazing. <laughs> never uh, again. Never again. And then, like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I should have probably like put that on some forms somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Try to help yeah. out some other people. But yeah, it was horrible. Like, yeah. So I would go to it like every couple of months. I was like, oh, I really want to play like this game or that game. And it's now. Yeah. So, so uh, just a couple couple days ago, honestly, um, I found uh, Mendafin, which has been around for a while. It stands for uh, uh, my emulator doesn't need a name <laughs> or something like that. Right. Or doesn't yeah. need a fucking name. So, um, no. Uh, so I found that, saw that it had Saturn support, and just thought, you know, I've always wanted to try out uh, Die Hard Arcade. Never got to play it. Um, loaded it up. Fucking worked perfect. And also, there's goddamn netplay. So I'm like, hold on, hold on. So I, I fucking just locked in, dude. i sweating <laughs> looking for these, <laughs> these Saturn games. I get Burning Rangers, Radiant Silver Gun, uh uh, uh panzer dragoon one two and then panzer dragoon saga and then i find this shining force three fan translation pack because only the first episode came out in america yeah. which i've I mean, known like a dragon force two that never came out in america and yeah. i play that like crazy so yeah so i'm getting all these things i'm like patching isos and stuff and and um, i'm like preparing to be disappointed i i load up uh, uh panzer panzer dragoon saga Works perfect, full speed. I'm playing it like blown up to like a uh, 1080p resolution. I throw it on the TV upstairs. I'm using uh, uh, this controller. I, think I just watched like a YouTube video about this. Some dude reverse engineered like that <laughs> hardware yep. uh, at his house. He's just like, yeah, I'm a computer engineer. And like he had like, yeah. a bunch of Sega Saturns like opened up and he was like downloading the chips into like yep. perfect emulation now. Yep, so I bought this. Didn't change the game. Yep, so about the second Saturn controller, it's plugged in upstairs. I got I'm I'm playing, you know, a twenty year old game on a sixty-five inch TV, having the time of my life. Because yeah, it, so uh, it, uh so I do a retro stream on Saturdays. Uh sooner rather than later, whenever I'm done with Cuphead, uh it's there's gonna be a Saturn Saturn stream. So I was I was pretty pumped at it. And like I I couldn't I couldn't believe it. Like and I know that those like like a Panzer Dragoon Saga and Shining Force Three are going to be like hundreds of hours for each one to beat. I'm not going to yeah, stream it. It's just Sega for me. We'll just get their like get it together, man. <laughs> it seems like, like they, they are. Released, they released like a bunch of their their you know uh, Genesis games and stuff. Yep. yep. They're like, oh, get a pack of like this. But it feels like for every like one step forward they take, they take like five steps backwards. Like, I don't, it doesn't make sense. Like, did you see like the like mini Segas that they released? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like four games on there, and they're like they want ninety dollars for each one. <laughs> those those like became good screen. emulation machines, though. Yeah, what? yeah, those became good emulation machines. So I mean, yeah, yeah I get it. Only in Japan, dude. They got oh, the, oh, okay, okay. Because I was thinking yeah. like the uh, NES Mini and the SNES Mini. They released like a Genesis one that had like a hundred games that people just always mod, and then just it's it becomes like a like a just emulation box for you at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which would mean wrong with that? Uh, raspberry but, Pi's for? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's just like licensing or what, but it, it feels like there's like a whole catalog where they switched over to like CDs, uh, where they have like the Saturn and like Dreamcast, and like they don't really put out a lot of those games like in any compilation. 
or like when yeah. they do it's like one game they're like get crazy taxi for 40 dollars, and i'm like bro i bought that game when it came out for like 20 dollars. <laughs> like, yeah you're yeah. you're insane yeah yeah i think like for me the saturn and playstation kind of like they overlapped a lot of the games but also like with arcade emulation being the thing like most of the things they overlapped on were fighters so i could play the legitimate arcade perfect version or i could play like the playstation version with like really long loading times or the saturn version that's closer to arcade perfect but still has like a loading time issue or fighter 2 yeah exactly (laughs) or i could just play the arcade machine so i'm playing the arcade version (laughs) but it's like some of the exclusives that i never got to play that didn't get ported like the panzer dragon series um stuff like that that i'm super pumped for so yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes um i feel like they do this though uh because of marketing now where the game comes out at like 40 dollars yeah because it's like always on sale pricing (laughs) uh, you know what i'm saying yeah or like i was watching people talk about like indie game developers and they're like oh they're putting it out for like you know ten dollars but the price should be double or triple that and i think it's like the always on sale thinking just that, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what Steam is now, right? Like, yeah. there's a sale every month. Uh, we just got done with the, we had the like November sale for like Black Friday or the fall sale. Then we had the winter sale. And now it's like going to be the Lunar New Year sale. Then it's the Valentine's sale. Like, there's a sale every month, man. Like, the game, games, especially if you're on PC, I don't think you ever have to pay. Midweek Madness. Yep, yep. I don't think if you're patient, you never have to pay full price for a game. Uh, they got yeah. key resellers where you go to like some shady site and get their- right, right, right. Yeah, where they sell your password, your soul, and <laughs> everything else uh, for sure. But yeah, I, I think like a lot of developers go for it's going to be on sale, so we're going to put it at like thirty, forty dollars, and then be like, oh, it's ten dollars now. And it's like you should have just been a ten dollar game. Like, how many more units are you moving uh, at ten? You know. Yeah, I think you hit that impulse buy, though, at that point. I, I don't know. Like, people are, unfortunately, like, easily exploited. Like, where, like, they see, like, 85% off. That's why, it's, like, everything ends in 99 cents, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's a better deal. It's not $5. It's four ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the, like, consumer, like, psychology that... <laughs> um, like, like, you do... You do uh, one of the good tricks that I, I heard was... You do like like weird weird number percentages off, so people it, they can't calculate it in their head too well. Yeah, it's like percent uh, off. Like, oh, it's right. like uh, okay, yeah, yeah. There's like a thirty five percent off sale at uh, I think it's like Sears a few years ago before they went out of business, and then like the next month they asked liquidation sale. Everything's everything's fifty percent off, but then they went up to the same price as as yeah. like retail and then the 50 percent off yeah and then the 50 percent off drops it to like the 35 percent off price so it's like what are are you doing but now everybody's buying it off Uh, yep yep it's it's an interesting when they move into liquidate a store is they bump everything up to msrp and then they'll put it at like 20 percent off so it's more than what it originally cost uh at the store and it starts like selling they start moving units and they're like i don't understand it it's like Put twenty percent off on it, and now everyone's like, "Oh, I gotta get this." Oh yeah, yeah. So for anyone watching or listening, you are getting taken to the cleaners by <laughs> buying stuff uh, right on liquidation sale. I hate <laughs> when grocery stores do things by ounces and unit. Mm. So they have to like disclose now, like, "Oh, it's you know ten cents an ounce," or it'll be like ten cents per you know like a uh, can. Yeah. <laughs> 
And like they'll just use them interchangeably. And I'm like, oh, are we dealing with ounces? Or are we doing per like can? What's yeah. going on here? Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so you'll be like going down like your soda pop aisle, and you'll be like, oh, I can get four of these, uh, and it's eighty cents a can. And then like you move down, and you're like, this one's twelve cents an ounce. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like I pull out like a conversion chart. And, like, <laughs> right. Right. Do like, do quick mental math to see what's the better deal i yeah that's 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 very true you know one thing that that tripped me up which is so funny because i feel like a lot of people don't get tripped up by this because they're a little more cultured than i am but i went into whole foods uh to return something at amazon and i was like well i might as well get some get some food here and obviously it's expensive as balls because it's whole foods but uh i ended up getting like some bananas and uh some bananas some like a hamburger uh i think i got chicken and, and some some other stuff and i when i was checking out and uh you know it's going through fine talk to the cashier did a little small talk and then she pauses on the bananas looks at me dead in the eye and goes are these conventional bananas or organic and i'm like what oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like conventional or organic i don't see the sticker and i'm like uh bananas she's like we have two types it's like there's two types of what <laughs> so i'm like holding up the line being so fucking uh confused asshole and and so i look and like and i see the price difference between organic and conventional yeah, being like, 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 like yeah be like it's like it's like a it's like a six dollar difference like yeah. not shitting you and i'm like holy shit and then i and then i i'm thinking to myself aren't bananas all clones right now anyways there's no true aren't bananas so it's, yeah so it's like Right. Like, right. So it's like, like out of something else. Like, <laughs> so it's like conventional, and then she's like, "All right." You printed bananas, dude. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's just one thing that's taken aback. It's like, and now it's like kind of intimidating going to Whole Foods, man. I'm like double double checking everything. I'm like, I'm like, all right, she's gonna ask me the fucking square root of this fucking kumquat. I gotta figure this shit out before I get up there, you know. So I'm doing my mental math. Shady uh, bodega at my corner does this where like they don't know the prices to anything and i don't think their cash register is hooked up to anything it's <laughs> so like how much is this and i'm like like everything i get it's like i have to like memorize the prices i'm like oh that's a dollar 73 uh this was 248 <laughs> and like i always just round up to like a whole number so they know it's wrong but i always round upwards so they know they're like probably getting close enough deal. yeah but it's also like you don't know your own prices and like that's on you dude <laughs> like um, they're incredibly sure. nice though they'll just throw in free stuff they're like i'll oh, have this bro much love and i'm like oh thanks man that works man i, I think that's what's kind of lost in at least in uh the midwest here like you don't have i feel the corner store is dying and you yeah. don't have like that neighborhood kind of store that you walk in you know the cashier or owner and they all know you you see their family all the time you grow up their family grows up with you you don't have that neighborhood feel anymore um so like that's uh, that's that's something cool so that's cool if you have a, like a bodega next to you where where you can just yeah. go and just kind of have that homey feel because i feel no matter what store i'm going in uh someone is just trying to take all your money you know so yeah and i don't know what this says about me but as soon as they start recognizing me i was like i gotta stop coming here so much <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i did the same thing with like a uh i was ordering like a delivery food like to my work uh, and the lady was like, oh, I recognize you. And I was like, well, I guess I got to stop ordering. <laughs> I'm doing this too much. Yeah. To yeah. But I'm also like a highly recognizable person. Right, right. I uh, 
Yeah, you do stand out in a crowd. Uh, so I'm a low tier celebrity. It's like being tall. Like you, yeah, yeah. I'm a low tier celebrity. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Definitely being tall is definitely a uh, a point where everyone's like, if if they if they had to mention someone in the crowd that they remember, it's gonna be you because you literally towered over everyone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not what I was gonna bring up. Uh, oh yeah, the knowing your your order name. A uh, buddy of mine, we always get, went to this uh, uh, Chinese food place, and he would they, they would never remember me because my order changes every fucking time. Yeah. My buddy, he walks in, goes chicken broccoli, and that's it. So, um, so he we, yeah, yeah. So, so he would he would walk in, go chicken broccoli, that's it, chicken broccoli, that's it, until the point where one day, like. Um, I got off of work. My car, my piece of shit car at the time was broken down. So my buddy picks me up. I'm like, yeah, let's grab, let's grab food, man. It's right by my house. Let's just go stop, grab some food and we'll play games. Yeah. We walk in, I walk in first. He go, the guy goes, goes, hello, we'll be right with you. And then uh, my buddy walks in after me. The, the whole fucking restaurant like turns around, sees him and they all like, like a, like a Greek family movie, open their arms and go chicken broccoli. Wow. There it is, it's like cheers with that <laughs> that one Chinese food place, which is now closed, which is sad, but you know. But chicken broccoli lives on, so every every couple of times whenever I see that buddy, I'm just like chicken broccoli. Right, right, right. They're like, Oh, I remember that's chicken it. broccoli. They're like, What do you want? They're like, Chicken broccoli, that's it. I was like, Yeah, they high five. <laughs> yeah, everything's becoming more uh like homogenized and cookie cuttered like throughout like uh the entire country i feel yeah yeah like you got the same type of like like shopping center with like the same four major uh brands like corporate brands like in it for sure for sure slowly because it works like they're like well this is the working formula yeah let's do it yeah my like uh when i when i worked uh downtown uh i absolutely hate urbans and gerberts i think that their sandwiches are like low tier and not very I love good. Herberts and Gerberts. But my boss loves Herberts and Gerberts, right? Yeah. And and I would always be the gopher. So I would go and go get lunch. So I'm like, I'm not stopping two places, I'll just keep getting Herberts and Gerberts. So I'm trying everything on the menu <laughs> oh. to find to find some and it's to find something that I would I would like. Their and soups uh, good? their soup yeah, their soups are pretty decent. So um, so I was okay. just going to this to this Herberts and Gerberts like every day. So the guy started noticing me and he's like he's like, Hey man, you order something different all the time. He's like, Do you find anything you like? I was like, honestly, man, like like I'm a, a like this your sub shop is fine. I didn't know if he was like manager and owner, so I didn't want to offend him. I didn't want to say this yeah. is trash, but yeah. I was like I was like, yeah man, I just can't can't decide on anything. Like like typically I, I'll, I'll grab like a soggy arm like, <laughs> Right. Typically I'll grab like a, like sushi on my lunch or like a like sushi, a burger or a couple of tacos or something. And there's food trucks all over the place. So I'd much rather yeah. go to a food truck rather than a like a great food downtown. Stuff. Yeah. So so um so I I'm just grabbing it and the guy goes the guy goes uh, so you had this yesterday and you came back and he's like, he's like, you never leave with a smile on your face, man. I'm gonna make you smile. And I was like, I was like, okay. So then, um, here, dude. right, right. <laughs> so, proposal right, right, right. Situations you're so, so I ordered like whatever is like the wasabi, like cranberry, like spread that they have on the sandwich. And the dude goes, let me, let me pump this up a notch for you. So then he like throws in free soup uh like a free cookie or something like that 
and then a and then like a free soda and then he's like and then it's like go to pay and he goes you know what man no charge we're gonna make you some other days i'm like okay so then i got back with free food and the fact that it was free that was the most delicious sandwich i've ever had uh, so man. so it's something like like when someone's just like it's just like service i think go, can go a long way even at that so then after that um, i started going in and and uh, dude just like fist bumped me every time i got in so it, it ended up being like the relationship made the food better but absolutely oh uh, yeah. they said they did studies on people who uh, lost their memory mm. uh and they would give them foods that they used to say like they would never eat and they were like oh it's pretty good like so there's like a lot of like memory association with like food that uh, people don't like people who hate spicy food and stuff uh where they'd be like oh this is fine they like you know start loving spicy food because they didn't have like all their uh, preconceived notions going back into like eating that same food again yeah yeah so there's a lot of it's like just memory man like that's why i don't mess with mustard bro oh really okay yeah because okay. like when i was a little kid probably like seven or eight years old um my brother was like oh uh get the mustard for me and open it up and i was like i can't do it it's not uh it's not coming out uh, and he just grabs it and he just goes and like squeezes it all over my head and punches me in the stomach. And ever since that day, I'm like, man, fuck mustard. <laughs> They're like, how oh, do you fuck with mustard? I'm like, no, I don't fuck with mustard, dude. <laughs> it's a painful memory associated yeah, with it. Like, mustard oh, punches you in the stomach. stomach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, that's some traumatizing shit. And yeah. that's, see, that's what I don't get. So I was the older brother, right? And right. And, uh, but my sister and I are 10 months apart. So yes, I'm older, but it's kind of like not very, and you can't really pick on a little sister cause you get your ass beat. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I never had that like big brother, like pick on your, your younger siblings or even like younger cousins, like never had that, but everyone around me, they're like, yeah, my older brother threw me out the third story window and I'm fine. I'm like, and he, what? No, yeah. Yeah. He tried to, it. he, no, he <laughs> He tried to commit murder multiple times. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, my brother stabbed me. I'm like, shit. So, uh, so like, You're growing up. stabbed before? <laughs> and one of my best friends growing up, man, his, him and his little brother would fight all the time. And I and I don't mean, like, people are like, oh, they roughhouse. I'm like, no, man, they're just taking slugs at each other, man. It's like, they're trying, to, they're trying to fuck each other up. And I'm like, man, I don't think Something I want murder. that relationship, man. I, I, I don't. <laughs> so... Yeah, and then now, now, like everyone I know who's like had like the older brother, they're like closest can be. No one's like, man, fuck that guy. Yeah, you <laughs> gotta go through some trials and tribulations with the. Yeah, man. man. That's that's why. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like that's kind of like the abused like spouse thing that that people have going. It's like so it's like a fucking Stockholm syndrome with your yeah. uh, <laughs> with your older sibling. It's like oh oh Chad he's great. What oh yeah what what are your, your fondest memories of Chad? No, yeah, try to kill each other all the yeah, time. Yeah. Oh, he choked me until I passed out. Good guy, <laughs> good guy, great guy, best man at his wedding. Yeah, we're having any other way. Right, right. Oh man, yeah, that's great. Yeah, so it's uh, food service goes a long way. Always really? saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to that point. <laughs> service great memories. Yeah, yeah. So what are you on lately, man? Just uh, uh, video gaming. Video gaming, yeah. Uh, the last thing I did was like beat Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah, yeah. How many crashes Great. did you get on the way on the way to the end? What? How many crashes did you get on the way to the end? Like barely none. Like I think like one or two visual gra like crashes where I just like restarted and okay. So I played it on the PC 
Yeah. Uh, I hear like it's kind of unplayable for some people, but I'm not like jumping on that. Like, it seems like it's kind of like the hot thing to do is like whatever. Like, like oh, this game doesn't work. Like, let's all trash it. It's like, like fifty percent of those copies were sold on like the PC, and like there yeah. wasn't that many crashes like on PC. And like, even if you go through like Steam reviews on PC, uh, they'll be like, this game's garbage, and it'll be like sixty hours played. 80 yeah. hours played. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, thumbs down this game. I played it for 90 hours. There wasn't enough to do in it. It's like, bro, you play this game for almost 100 hours. Right. You're, like, right. you're upset. You're like, yeah. it should have been more. Uh, and it was like, it, it felt like uh, there was a lot of like fetch quests and like just useless stuff in the world. Okay. But uh, it felt it was built around like a, a single narrative focused driven game. It's okay. basically like a visual novel game. So if you go into That's the game, thinking, like you're gonna have like this fun like GTA Five action adventure open world uh, simulation. That's not what it is. Well, it's, it's an RPG like for a, sure, right? A high yeah. visual novel. Nice, nice. Uh, <laughs> where like you're trying to get from A to B, and like there's a lot in there. There's like three. There's like the main mission, then like the sub mission that relates to the main mission, and then there's like the bullshit missions, which are below all that. Got it. Uh, Got yeah, it. I mean, overall, like, I loved the game. I beat it. Uh, I played it as if I was the character the first time, and then, like, that's how you get the worst ending. Okay. Uh, you gotta, like, because they're, like, in the game, they kind of give you, like, a ticking gun type of thing where they're, like, you only got a week to live, and, like, time passes in real time in the game, or in the game oh, okay. time clock. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not wasting any time. So, like, people call you up, like, hey, man, I got some... Uh, you want to buy a used car? And I'm like, I don't have time. <laughs> time. I only have a year to live. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I got a week to live, bro. I'm not going to go around like helping you out, dude. Why don't you help me out? Isn't that I don't some, even know you. How'd you get my number? So, like, uh, <laughs> and, like when you play the game like that, like you get the worst ending. Uh, got it. And then they did stuff where they put in jokes. Uh, but the joke kind of relates to like the main story. So it was like weird where I was like, oh, is this going to develop somewhere? And like, Come to find out, it was all like a joke. Uh, huh. Weird. Weird. Uh, it was great. I like, give it seven out of ten. No real game breaking problems or glitches for me. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. Really, look, at, there's not a lot of replayability as well. Got it. Got it. Uh, I was, I'm curious about that because some people have like hundred, like like you said, like ninety to hundred hours in it, and yeah. I'm like, it's a closed loop game. Um, I don't think it's true open world, right? Because if there's, I'm guessing there's like. There's like dynamic events, but uh, yeah. like mostly all the di- everything happens in missions. Like nothing's okay. gonna happen or yeah. be in the world. Yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming yeah, like, like the, the teams didn't talk to each other. So mm. like the uh, there's like a GPS and it's like a mini map. Okay, and you're like, why don't you just show this shit in the world? And then like there's a, a racing story mission where you're racing. And yeah. that has like the on the map like shows you where to go, like so I'm like yeah. clearly like you have like a point way system that uses like a spline to draw out like a three um, a yeah. rendered like where to go. Yep. And like that team didn't talk to the main team. Like in story missions, like you'll eat like at like different vendors. Yeah. Uh, but that's not like when you go to like sit down and eat like in the game, it just gives you a menu. And it's like you just you're buying things you from a store it. vendor. Okay. And it's like okay. you have like the system, just put it, just copy paste. <laughs> like it doesn't make sense. Like just have it where you can eat Chinese food at like these places that are selling Chinese food. Uh, just get <laughs> second life. Story missions, but you can't sit down uh, outside of that. 
So it's just a weird thing where it's like you built the systems, but you didn't integrate them. So like whoever was like the manager in charge of integrating uh, gameplay systems absolutely dropped the ball and failed. Gotcha. Like, even though there's not a lot of game there, uh, story-wise, like I just mainlined the story. Like I said, I played it like as if it was like the world. Yeah. And it takes about 20 hours to beat the entire thing. I did it in about 17. Okay. Uh, okay. And then, like yeah. after that, like you can do like the submissions that have like really good like things that relate to the main story and like, unlock the alternate endings. Yep. And I did yep. all of those, and I got about like 60, 70 hours of gameplay. Okay. Uh, but like all the things that make it like feel like a world that you could live in and do things in, like sitting down somewhere or eating something, uh, you can't do it. Uh, but they're in the game, which is kind of frustrating in its own right. So. Gotcha. Are you going to go back to it when the multiplayer drops? Uh, I'm going to go back to it when they open up the modding tools. Okay. Because uh, I was talking okay. to my one buddy where I was like, the Venn diagram of people who are into cyberpunk and people who love like uh, programming and 3D modeling, uh, <laughs> the overlap on that, my buddy was like, that's just a perfect circle. Because <laughs> like, no overlap. So I yeah. think like, when you sell, I think it's like 13 million copies, if you get like you know, 10, 20% of that who know how to program and mod. Yeah. Uh, like, right now, we could be living in a cyberpunk mod, dude. Like, I think the game's going to be huge. I think they're going to move three to four times as many units by the end of this year as soon as they open up the modding world. So, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, you're right. Fans kind of do take the games to a whole new new level, so I, I'd be interested to see that. Uh, I'll I'll eventually play the game this year. It's it's not it, it wasn't on like my priorities for like 2020, and even now there's other games that I'd rather play. And like I don't know, I I like the cyberpunk dystopian kind of world, but I was a big Deus Ex fan, the original you know 2000 yeah. release. Uh, you know I'm, I like Blade Runner as much as the next guy. This is but like the there's Shasta version of Deus Ex. Yeah, yeah. So when, and then from what I've seen, uh, like a lot of the things they could have just went full bore with it and just took what like the foundation Deus Ex uh, laid out back in 2000 that Human Revolution didn't really capitalize on. Um, I was hoping Cyberpunk would. It seems like they just kind of stopped flat as well. Uh, Deus Ex, you could just change the entire mission structure for everything. You could go full pacifist if you wanted to. It seemed like there's a lot yeah. of story-driven things in Cyberpunk where you couldn't, where you didn't have that level of choice. And when I saw that it was more like a traditional like RPG in a sense, like a traditional Western RPG, yeah. um, it my level of interest kind of dropped a little bit because I wanted more customization and more just like ways to get through the mission. Like I would say uh, like DSX. those exist, but like I said, like it's like the watered down uh, diet version of things Yeah, where it's like, it's super obvious. And like, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, you can go through the main door. You can go, there's usually like a window or a secondary thing you can sneak in through. And then there's yeah. like the hacking path where you can like hack and like it's in every building, every mission. Like I said, like all the stuff you interact with are like from these missions. So like everywhere there's these three options and like if you just look around for like two like a hot second you're gonna see it and it'll be super obvious like once you start seeing it and they're all kind of placed in the exact same places. Got it, got so it. So it's like this is like the three rails and yeah. you can do that. Yeah, it um, wasn't just a sandbox, it was just set paths. Okay. I would say it only matters uh combat for mm. about the first four hours of the game. Okay. Okay. I would say, like, the, the power creep goes, like, you suck, uh, and everyone's way better than you for, like, the first four hours. 
Yeah. Uh, then from like hour four to about eight, uh, you're on equal footing with everybody. And then from hour like eight up to like the rest of the game, you're a superhero. Got it. Got so it goes it. like okay. boom, like a right. curve just shoots off <laughs> the chart. It's like exponential growth. <laughs> right, uh, right. And if like you don't experience that, like you weren't really min maxing right, uh, because like everyone's biggest complaint is like, oh, this is so overpowered. Oh, uh, if, if you use just fist, it becomes so overpowered. Oh, if you use just blades, it becomes so overpowered. It breaks <laughs> the game. Uh, it's like, yeah, you get like double jump, you get bullet time. Like you literally yeah. become a superhero. Like the first half of the game, like you're sitting street level, uh, having to deal with problems and. Like you'll probably maybe die once or twice, but after that, like you're like I literally jump like rooftop to rooftop. I like run and like slam down and like knock everybody out. I hack people from across the map. I like have a sniper scope from across. I see through a building. I see everybody in the building. Like it's great, and that's yeah. like the power fantasy I want, man. I don't want to be like oh everything's super difficult, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I I enjoy difficult games too, and you're right. It's sometimes it's it's nice to just be a god. <laughs> You know, yeah. uh, it gives you a good, uh, I would say, curve for that experience. And I think most people who do the reviews only think about that last half of the game where they're mm. the god level and they're like, everything's broken. This game's broken. It's broken. Bullshit. They need to balance it. And it's like, no, that's the, that's the point. Like, Cyberpunk uh, from a tabletop game yeah. is always about the same thing. It goes by the rule of cool. And I, I feel like the, they kind of stuck to that for the video game as well. And, like, if yeah. you don't understand that design philosophy from, like, what they took it from, then, yeah. like, you're going to be, like, this kind of breaks convention of gaming where there should be a challenge, it should be balanced. <laughs> Have you played the tabletop game, or, or do you just know a lot about it? I, I know a lot about I've watched people play it. Uh, okay. I've, like, watched reviews on it. Yeah. I just never had, like, a group of people who want to, like, sit down and play it and learn the yeah. rules and stuff. I hear, like, uh, Cyberpunk Red is, like, a good place to get in on. Okay. Uh, there's like okay. a, a bunch of like uh, where they have like pre-made characters and stuff but I know it's like a base 5 style mm-hmm. game where like you have like a table and you roll like a a four sided die and like you do that times 5 and that's your hit points Sure. and the game works in such a way that uh, again like it, it, like it gives you that sense of the first half of the game of the actual cyberpunk game too so yeah. like the more you understand like if it's like a base 5 the most you could have is like 25 HP uh, on okay. a character sheet, like on the tabletop, yeah, uh, and then like anything below, I think it's like seventeen is considered like you're in critical damage. You have to start doing like saving throws. <laughs> then everything yeah. makes a lot more sense in the sense of the game. Where yeah. you're like, oh, I feel super weak, and then I feel like crazy powerful, uh, because it goes by like running gun mechanics in the, in the tabletop game. Got where it's it. like if you're hitting your shots, like you just keep going, and then you feel like the baddest man on the planet. Got it. I think that Cyberpunk, and I'm glad it's doing well, even despite the controversy, because my my main hope is that the popularity of Cyberpunk, the fact that we had a Blade Runner sequel last year, or maybe it was two years ago, um, is that two games will get made. Uh, a new Deus Ex, not set in the Human Revolution like era, but like like a, a, a different era where it's uh, like yeah yeah where it's it's world. it's more like uh uh <clears throat> you know like the like the original game a little more open um and shadow run making a return i know we had yeah, like the, the top down rpgs like the three or, or four yeah. um, well those so the beautiful thing about that if you start looking at the, all the players on the board 
Yeah. Microsoft owns Bethesda and Shadowrun now. Yeah. They sub-licensed out Shadowrun to the Kickstarter program to make those uh, isometric games. Yep, yep. Um, Which I'm hoping we get uh, Bethesda made Shadowrun is my hope. Yeah, um, or like, you know, they have like Halo, like 343 Studios. Uh, you know, it's kind yeah, of a shadow of its yeah. former self. No they need to make a uh, better. But they have like a bunch of major <laughs> like studios that they could give the property to. There. I mean, they have I wouldn't mind seeing like a 343 take on it. I wouldn't mind Bethesda. I wouldn't mind uh, the people who made. Was it 343 that made uh, that last game, uh, Destiny? No, that was Bungie. Yeah, I wouldn't mind Bungie like taking a crack at it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I see. My my worry too is if like Bungie 343 do it, um, like like the multiplayer focus like game game dev studios. Uh, are kind of like in this whole games as a service mode. So I, what I don't want is a Shadowrun game being games as a service. I, I want like a full That's narrative Microsoft's experience. Microsoft's business model now, dude. Like they want you on Microsoft. Oh no, I, I see. I get that, but I'm at, I'm at yeah. games as a service like Destiny, where you're in this like persistent world and it's continuing. Yeah, keep buying the expansion. Yeah, the yeah. Expansion. See, I don't I don't want that. I want a so full game. Forty dollar part of the game that comes out every couple months. Yeah, I mean, people are saying that's what uh, Cyberpunk's trying to do though too. So. It's- yeah, like, well, yeah. time will tell. Like they've been good Sorry, at putting out uh, free DLC as a studio for sure. All right. Well, my son just came in, so I think that's going to be right. time to end it. So let me come here, Monty. The next uh, episode as DLC next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, <laughs> combo, we'll, we'll, combo wombo. We will do. We'll be doing another episode next week. So we'll see you guys. Uh, what, Catch the free uh, DLC next week. Free DLC. <laughs> uh, we're well. We'll talk. We're talking about our, our our life goals. No, I'm kidding. We're just gonna. <laughs> it's gonna we're be, become life coaches, gonna, dude. Right, right. Here it is. Life coaches and uh, workout gurus and uh, yogis. You know, just yeah, we're gonna start selling everything. people PDFs of how yeah. to make money. All right, all right, guys. <laughs> so so perfect, man. <laughs> Peace. Later.